1: Finally, a uh,
2: sexual assault allegation uh, I'm excited about. Oh,
1: man. How can sound you even weird? say that?
2: I know. That's. It's really just a, a way to tease a story that I want to talk about. But seriously, there's some truth to it. John Travolta. Here we go. The latest uh, to be accused of inappropriate behavior.
1: Which is not even the latest. I mean, we've been hearing about these types of accusations for decades. Decades, right?
2: Indeed. And the most recent case is one of, uh, quote, sexual battery, at least those are the charges filed. And uh, this particular case, uh, to your point, Elizabeth, is one of many. And in fact, we, uh, I remember talking about a whole spate of allegations against John Travolta at one point in pop culture land. And yeah. I'm, I don't know if you were doing the show with was, Marjorie at that point. I think it was
1: before that. I think it was even before that when I was um, on my first round of the Dirt Alerts. Yeah. And we would talk about it a lot. But then I think also it continued on with uh, with Marjorie. There are lots of different Young men who've said that they have been the victim of inappropriate um, sexual advances and touching when they're and harassment when they're in professional situations.
2: And, you know, what's interesting is that uh, and this is why I said I'm excited about it, because, you know, these were allegations that went around for years and nobody really did anything about it. No. Like John Travolta didn't suffer because people accused him of unwanted sexual contact. Well, right? and
1: particularly, I think. No, they didn't. And there are it's it's always been a little bit of a different standard for men than it is for women, right? I mean, now, boys is a different story, young boys. But when you're looking at men being victims of sexual harassment at the hands of other men, it's sort of like, oh, well, whatever.
2: Yeah, and there's also this just weird thing about John Travolta, I feel like. Like, oh, it's it's John Travolta. Everybody knows he's kind of a creeper. Like, there's a difference between being sleazy, And being, um, you know, a criminal. Right. So like there's a difference between committing a crime and just being gross. At least I think there is. And I think for far too long, a lot of those allegations were just kind of lumped together in the gross category. Right. Or because it's two men, like oh, men can defend themselves. If a guy feels uncomfortable with another man, it's his problem. Or men
1: always want sex, so they're probably going to want it anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that realistically what some people think, or what we've kind of had conditioned into our minds when yeah. it comes to uh, sexual harassment? Plus, the other thing is that John Travolta has long been rumored to have had relationships with men, like long term yeah. relationships with men outside of his marriage. That pilot to guy, a woman. Remember? The pilot who says that they were together for years, yeah, for years. And
2: I don't doubt for one moment that those stories and that those accusers uh, allegations are true, mostly because if you did you read Lawrence Wright's book about Scientology no. or do you remember that conversation when it first came out? That was kind of the sort of like precursor to a lot of the Scientology uh attention paying we've done over the last few years, you know, with Leah Remini, et cetera. But Lawrence Wright did this sort of deep dive into the world of Scientology. And one of the people that you hear about in that book and also other books, but that one in particular, you really get a sense for John Travolta that he's trapped, right? Yeah. And that he has felt trapped. And I think he is not only trapped by Scientology. Because
1: you're not allowed to be gay in Scientology, right?
2: Well, or is it like
1: frowned upon or what's the deal?
2: Yes, it is. I think John Travolta, mm, It's not that they disapprove disapprove of his sexuality that would keep him from coming out. I think it's that at the time he became famous, his sexuality could not have been discussed openly without him losing his career. Right,
1: right. And that's legitimate.
2: When he became a member of the Church of Scientology, he really spent a lot of time sort of sharing all that information about his sexuality in the church. And what do we know about the church? They have basically kept... Track and records of everything. Yeah. And so, and they use it against you. And they will use it against you if you try to leave or defame the church in any way. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that he got trapped. He was trapped by his own sexuality. And then he was trapped by Hollywood. And then he was trapped by Scientology. And so now, you know, here he is acting out his behavior. And again, I'm trying to psychoanalyze somebody. I'm not a, you know, therapist, but I just get the impression that he is somebody who's been trapped by a number of things partially of his own doing for For years i mean all of his own doing right because he chose to be an actor and he chose to be in the church of scientology
1: yeah although i do feel like there are particularly i think for men who are in their 50s and 60s that that idea of being able to say that they were gay to themselves to other i mean to themselves first Mm -hmm. and then to other people has been like I mean, it's just a totally different deal if you're in your 40s or your 30s. It's yeah. still harder if you're in your 40s. I would hope that if you're in your 30s, you know, someday it'll be great when we get to a point where you don't even have to talk about when you came out. It's just is.
2: And I think for some people, it's just easier. Like yeah. some people don't, uh, you know, they, they and I, again, don't know John Travolta from Adam. But I think I would get the impression that he just made a decision very early on to not go there. Uh, in mm-hmm. any aspect of his career, meaning right. to address his sexuality. And I think keeping that to yourself, uh, and, in like carrying on a, a monogamous heterosexual relationship with a woman. Well, I don't know that it was monogamous, Not monogamous but, but, but having a, a marriage to a woman and having a family, like, can a, you just imagine the prison that you were creating for yourself? I cannot even
1: imagine. And then you have, um, I mean, and we don't know what's going on in their marriage, if this is just acceptable, if they've had conversations and John Travolta has said to her, I'm gay. This is what, uh, you know, I I want to have sexual relationships with men and this is OK in their marriage. Yeah. I mean, maybe some people that is OK sure. in their marriage. Well, but and
2: maybe she's, you know, having her own relationship. I mean, she could be
1: having her own relationships. That being said, those things are all separate from the fact that you can't assault massage therapists when they yeah. are giving you a massage they're in the workplace I know that you're naked and so maybe it feels and they're touching you and so maybe it feels like you're in an intimate situation but this is called a job well in and and a also professional tell you, relationship like I'm
2: a man and I've been naked before
1: yes you have Bradley. I've gotten
2: massages before. not in front
1: of me <laughs> no
2: that's true <laughs> and we'll keep it that way we will Um, uh, you know when you get a massage and you're a guy you like you can be an adult. Like you're not a rote. like things don't just, because the stories that we heard about John Travolta is like all of a sudden he would get really excited Yeah, and be like, Oh, look at that.
1: That's not normal. Like that is not. People are funny with massages though. Like I have had, um, you know, my husband and I will go get couples massages. And you're either a massage person or you're not, right? I am
2: totally a massage. I am person. totally a massage yeah.
1: person, too. And my husband played hockey for many, many years. And so I think he's so used to like trainers and massages. He like sure. loves massages, loves it. But it is funny, like, we've gone and gotten couples massages. And I don't care if a man or a woman is my massage therapist. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. My husband would prefer a woman to be his massage Re- therapist over a man. Why? I don't know, but he just would. And I think, and they always ask you. I mean, they ask That's you when you book the appointment, yeah. would you prefer a man or a woman if you're like just booking a new appointment? So people definitely have their preference deal. So we have been in couples massages where I have been being massaged by a man and my husband has been right next to me being massaged by a woman. And we have sort of thought like, isn't it kind of funny that we're both naked in this room together, being touched, being touched by, by, other. by- <laughs>
2: yeah no absolutely but But neither of you is pulling a john travolta we
1: are not pulling a john travolta and um you know when you think about it and you hear about like allegations of even like massage therapists being inappropriate with their clients you think boy that is a real violation of trust because it's like it's a trusting moment when you are going in with this person that you don't know and you're buck naked and you're laying there and they are like giving you the full rub down well and
2: here's the other thing
1: not the full. There rep are down, so
2: many people out there willing to give you whatever it is that you want to pay for. <laughs> That would be totally willing to engage in that behavior. It
1: might be illegal in most states. Yes. But yes, so, you're like, right. The
2: fact that he wouldn't be doing that, and frankly, there are people that would do it for free.
1: Well, yeah, there are right? people who would be like, I love you, John Travolta. I would love to, uh, let's meet up at a bar and then let's go have a one night stand. And it would be a perfectly consensual situation. Yeah. And if he wants to have them sign a non-disclosure agreement, he's welcome to do that. But you can't just grab people in their place of work.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Jeez, John Travolta!
2: Hey, you know what? I know we're uh, going to talk about. I, I want to tell you about something pretty cool. That, uh, and by cool, I mean bizarre for yeah. the holidays. But when we come back, will you tell me about? Because I did not get to the story about Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't have no idea what that's about. And apparently, it's pretty gross.
1: It's a big one. Yeah. All
2: right, we'll talk about it when we come back. Well, John Travolta is not the only one who's being accused of inappropriate behavior. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Elizabeth Reese in for Colleen today. She'll be back tomorrow. And uh, we've got Ryan behind the board. Thanks for uh, all your help today, guys. But let's get right back to the story. So, Elizabeth, I did not know anything about this uh, story regarding Tom Sizemore. Boy,
1: this is a really, really troubling story. And this is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. So, this goes back to 2003. And this is what's happening in these kind of sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment cases, is that we're seeing people go way back and talk about what happened to them. So, The Hollywood Reporter... Posted this story yesterday. They have a casting director from um, the set of a 2003 movie that actor Tom Sizemore was in. They also have a dozen cast and crew members confirming this particular incident, saying it took place as they were wrapping up filming the movie Born Killers. Uh, There was an 11 year old girl who had a small role in the film. That little girl is now 26 years old. She had to sit on Tom Sizemore's lap during a photo session for a scene in the film. And uh, Tom Sizemore allegedly touched her inappropriately while she was sitting on his lap. So here's what the little girl does. She tells her mom. And then the casting director was informed. The casting director filed a complaint with uh, the Screen Actors Guild's legal department and then advocated for Tom Sizemore to be fired from the movie. Then the crew finds out about it, right? People start talking about this. Something weird happened. What went on? And there's a guy who was working as a production assistant who said that Tom Sizemore was already known for making inappropriate comments, being drunk, and being high on the set. So he was not held in high esteem by the rest of the crew and the cast anyway. Sounds like it. He said, we're talking about consistent behavior just being, quote, Tom Sizemore on set every day. Then this happens, and guys reached for hammers. So this is interesting. Apparently, uh... A bunch of the crew uh, had to be held back by the producer, James Rosenthal, who died in 2011 because they all all the crew wanted to go over there to just kick the crap out of him because they were so enraged. This has happened that this had happened on their set to this little girl. So I think, you know, there's a couple elements to this story. One, it does show you that I mean, this is a consistent problem. It also shows you that there are people who knew about things going on and tried to do something. And tried to make it stop. He had been, you know, Tom Sizemore has been long troubled. He's had a lot of legal troubles, major. I mean, he spent jail time. He was uh, he dated Heidi Fleiss and had been convicted of physically abusing and harassing her at some point. So he was dismissed from the set as soon as they heard the claim. And then the parents talked to police but declined to press charges. Now, this girl asked not to be identified she didn't want to say anything about it, except she said that she is exploring legal action now against Sizemore and her parents. Now, I'm not really sure what kind of legal action she could yeah. explore unless it was a civil suit. Because, maybe because
2: they didn't file charges or because press charges they didn't at the press time.
1: Charges and maybe it would have to be some sort of civil suit that would allege that she had been, you know, unable to function as an adult moving forward because it's happened because the statute of limitations for any sort of criminal charges would be expired
2: i think again and uh if you guys are just joining us we're talking about the just like slate of sexual assault allegations i'm sure people listening uh like those of us behind the microphone get tired of hearing these stories but i do find myself ruminating on different aspects um and have for the last few days and weeks and months sadly one of the things is um you know it's not that we're going to stop people stop men from sexually assaulting women. We can try to minimize it. Right. right? And in individual cases, hold people accountable. But I wonder if like the bigger, not the bigger lesson, but another lesson would simply be everybody's getting the opportunity to look at how we respond when these things happen. No. And you're totally
1: right. I love where you're going with this.
2: So, for example, in this particular case, everybody knew what happened, Mm -hmm. but nothing happened.
1: Well, he was dismissed. They went to the police and talked about if they should. The, the parents said we're not going to press charges. I mean, and that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a ton in sexual assault cases.
2: But, but I feel like there have to be sort of, you know, institutional things in place so that he doesn't work again. And maybe not this particular case, because, you know, people did speak up at the time. But yeah. a lot of these other cases where people just sort of knew things were going on, but nobody was real. Even the, the case that we just.
0: We took it all.
2: talked about most recently with um the actress against uh louis ck who we heard at the top of the show Mm -hmm. i forget her name but um courtney cox and david arquette gave her the option of shutting down production rebecca corey rebecca corey yep um like i hope the lesson there was it shouldn't be her decision to make it should just be a no-brainer if a sexual assault occurred on the set we're shutting this down replacing the person or whatever but whatever it is there, there has to be something
1: I also think we have to go one step further in looking at how do we raise a next generation of boys that do not become men who are sexual predators? How do you get in the heads of your boys that they do not become sexual predators? I mean, and I, you know, I'm the mother of a baby boy and I am also the mother of a baby girl. And I think about this going forward of how do you. How do you I mean, these men who are committing these sexual assaults were all little boys at one point. Right. I mean, they were all babies and they were all little boys. And then something happened to them at some point. Now they have their own self-responsibility, but something happened to them to make them into people who think that it's okay to sexually assault people. I mean something happened to you Louis CK at some point in your life where you thought that this is acceptable behavior because you're not doing it unless you think that it is acceptable behavior. I always
2: wonder and you know uh, we did a roundtable here at my talk and we've talked to a lot of people about it but I I don't know that I've really ever gotten an answer to what like is it a do we call it a mental illness do we call it sort of deviant behavior what is it that where did Louis CK come up with the idea that the best he could do in a moment of gratifying some urge was
1: to, to masturbate in front of other women, yeah, in like in front of women that, uh, who were not willing participants in that sexual. Like, where situation. where did that
2: behavior get learned? Right? Or is it expressed when certain things happen? You know what I mean? Like, there's there has to be, and I always tend to look for like science and reason and rational, you know, explanations for things. Like, it, it, maybe there isn't one, but in this particular case, I feel like we've seen enough of these stories that. One wonders where that comes there's from.
1: There's gotta be something and there's gotta be a way to fix it rather than fixing the response. We gotta go That's back true. further than That's that. That's
2: true. You're absolutely right. All right, when we come back, uh we are gonna fix the problem with celebrities. We call them D Bags, and in fact we give them <laughs> the title of Lord and Lady D-Bag. We'll do that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Go. There are have still D-Bags in the do? world that are, have nothing to do have with sexual assault. Oh we man, call they're,
1: they're doing I've other things? Done
2: yeah, done again, really silly, dumb videos. things that we can poke fun at celebrities at. We call it Lord and Lady D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. For example, uh, Elizabeth
1: Reese, I would like to tell you about Courtney uh, Kardashian. Oh, boy. What is she doing these days? These Kardashians. She's eating. Well, that's good.
2: So, you know, I'm a healthy that's a positive. <laughs> eater. We try to be healthy, right?
1: Yeah, we're all about the health, except for when we're not. But so I, that's where I, how I like to be. I'm all about the health, except for the times except that I'm just... Except
2: for when it's cheat day Friday absolutely. or like Tuesday, and I just can't deal with the world. <laughs> well, I want to tell you specifically about the 38-year-old reality star. I don't know why that's relevant, but they want to tell us she's 38 years old. Okay. And you're going to hear a lot of these. Oh, that was loud. That Sorry. Was really Coming loud. in hot. <laughs> Um, those are eye rolls, audible eye rolls, because she shared recently about her typical detox days. Oh,
1: man, the detox days. So
2: she's like perennially detoxing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you're not like boozing and using and eating horrible food 24 to the 7, why do you need to detox? I know. I don't think you do. Yeah, I think you people, just need to eat food.
1: Yeah, some people are into the detoxes and the juice cleanses. There was a time in my life was I, when I was more into that, but now I have children and I'm not.
2: Yeah, and ultimately, I just don't know that it's really doing anything for you. I think it's just a way to sort of starve yourself and, you know, it's, make yourself feel bad. It's basically
1: to quickly lose weight, and then you're going to gain it back. Yeah. And then you, there you are, back in your fat jeans. So,
0: her existence is just toxic, so it makes oh, sense to hey,
1: me. All right. <laughs> uh, Ryan. I, yeah. Ryan's got opinions. Hello. Here we go.
2: You're not alone, Ryan, uh, but I did want you to know what she eats, and she looks amazing, by the way, so who am I to judge?
1: I know. I always love knowing what people eat, too, though. Uh, but, I just um, do. But
2: here's her. Her typical... This is what's normally sitting on her plate most days. Oh, gosh. She doesn't eat fruit. She doesn't eat carbohydrates. That would be grains, beans, legumes. She doesn't eat any of those. Whoa. She also steers clear of gluten and dairy. Okay. Oh, my
1: gosh. This is so sad.
2: So, um, she does... Uh, she Listen to this. Kardashian revealed that proteins and fats form the majority of her menu. And she begins each day with a rich avocado... Or creamy avocado pudding... Which she claims is the perfect pre-workout meal. Oh, boy. So guacamole? Basically, <laughs> and not just any guacamole, sweet guacamole. So listen you know, to this. You know, I've
1: made this. Have you really? And it's phenomenally good. Oh, man. I know. I know it sounds Why are you really trying cheesy? to ruin my, uh, I know. my D-bag well, vibe Well, okay, because, I well, here, she can be a D-bag for, you know, eschewing legumes.
2: Everything. What is a yeah. legume? A Peas, legume, beans. like a
1: lentil. Yeah, lentils. Beans are different. Legumes are, are like they? lentils and, um, Yeah. Oh, Wait, oh. is a bean a legume?
2: I thought so, oh, but I could is. be wrong because even peanuts are legumes.
1: Oh, yeah, peanuts are legumes. legumes. <laughs> no, I think you're probably right about beans. Oh, my goodness. None of
2: you guys are helping. What the hell is a legu? <laughs> legume? L E G U M E. Google it. Um, but her avocado pudding consists of one avocado, a tablespoon of cane sugar. They are. Legumes. Half a, a cup of whole milk. Yeah. And a tablespoon of Manuka honey.
1: Well, how's she doing that if she's not eating dairy? That's dairy in there. Is it? She oh, using that's a, right. a different kind of. Yeah. Um, no, I have made avocado-type puddings like this. Really? And I've done it with... Is it good? Um, yeah, I've done it with agave. So I, I've used avocado, coconut milk... And then I use cocoa powder, so I put like a bunch of cocoa powder in there, so it's chocolatey. Oh. and then it's like a creamy chocolate pudding, and it is ridiculously good. Oh God, because the avocado is super that. mild, and it's just like really, really creamy. If you're like a pudding person, I yes. think pudding is highly underrated and underappreciated. Oh my God, I used to.
2: So when I was losing weight back in the days when we, you know, didn't do the right things, yeah, but worked. You for just me. like
1: ate snack wells. No, but <laughs> like I'm Close. on a diet.
2: Close. I would. Uh, Every night, I would make a sugar-free pudding. Oh yeah, Like an entire box of sugar-free pudding. I would make it by hand. This is not the
1: way to lose weight, right?
2: With uh, milk, and then I would eat it. And Uh uh, while it wasn't the worst thing in the world, it had all of the artificial like sweeteners and stuff. But just think about like an
1: avocado is super clean and healthy and yummy and expensive. So you know, you're this is going to cost you a little bit. But I'm telling you, it is really good. Well, now I've. I know, but it is annoying that she doesn't eat beans. And yes, beans beans are legumes. Well, I'm
2: actually beans, peas, and lentils. What were you gonna say? I was gonna
0: say the well known legumes include alfalfa, clover, (laughs) peas, beans, chickpeas, lentils, lupin beans, mesquite, uh, soybeans, peanuts. And tamarind. She
1: can never have garbanzo. So, beans, so she can't have hummus.
0: Basically, a legume is something, uh, a fruit or a seed where, that has a, a pod, an encasing
2: oh. before you can consume what I, is inside. I have been rediscovering beans, you guys. Yeah. Uh, because I think, you know, we all stopped eating beans. And by that, I mean me mm-hmm. because I was doing the whole paleo thing. I know. And so I was like, I can't eat beans because my ancestors didn't eat beans. I think that they probably did, oh, though. Come I'm on. sure yeah. they did. They Well, they probably ate cockroaches, too. Yeah. Okay. So, like, let's be a little evolved. Anyway, I love beans, and beans I've, are so, ex- good. so good. I have discovered the joy of beans. They're
1: also cheap protein, mm-hmm. and um was <laughs> good. Beans, beans, the wonderful fruit. It's true. The more you eat, the more you do it.
2: Uh, Elizabeth.
1: Yes, Bradley.
2: <laughs> Who is your d bag today?
1: Who is my d bag? Did you have a d bag? No, I don't. But I'll oh, come up with one.
2: Somebody had a d bag. I have a d bag. Oh, Did you good. have a d bag? Oh. I knew somebody had a db. I, I always come prepared with the db. Well,
1: I'm like, oh my gosh, did I not contribute enough to this broadcast? No, you
2: totally did. I just thought that you, the story that was up there was yours. No, so it's, I Ryan's. Apologize. it's Ryan's. It's Ryan's. Not right. mine. So we're we're
0: we're in the same family here. We're going over to Chris Jenner. Um, she wants to take the family to space
1: and keep them there. That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> and Chris uh, Jenner is literally going to be out of this world. Ugh. While the mom major has always been on another planet, Radar Align can exclusively reveal she's now hatched an ambitious plan to take her family brand into outer space. Um, how? Well, she's got so much money to spend and needs to keep pushing the envelope in terms of plot lines for the show, and what better way than an episode in space, okay, a source confirms. That's not happening. Why During not? an
1: episode in space, yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone who's everyone is going to be going to space.
0: She just got a $150 million deal with E for keeping up with the Kardashians. Why not... Take a small chunk of that and go to space. She should and go with Elon Musk. She's she's a douchebag for this reason is because <laughs> space is reserved for the only the highest quality individuals. You know, <laughs> you go to you go to NASA, you go to college to be an astronaut. <laughs> yeah,
2: you have to go to like astronaut it's camp. A yeah, grueling you have to go to camp. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a grueling process, and only the bravest people have been in space. And just the fact that if a Kardashian or a Jenna were to go into space, I think it would devalue.
1: Our galaxy. I would yeah. never go into space. Would you ever, ever go into space? Never. never. Oh my God, no. I'm there. If totally they came would. to me and they said, "Listen, we want to do Twin Cities Live on the Moon. <laughs> are you in?" I would say, "No. I don't want to sit in that <sighs> rocket. I don't want to hear three, two, one, blast off. I don't want to be in anti gravity. I don't do. want to eat that ice cream, that dehydrated ice cream That's that you can fun. just get at the science museum. I'd rather <laughs> just get it here and eat it here." I have no desire to go really? to space. None I have no desire I, to like, bungee jump. I have no desire to skydive. Wow. I have I've, a
2: slight. I have a slight problem though. No. I really want to go, but I have some inner ear issues, <sighs> and so like I went on a ferry once from uh, Key West to Naples, and it was three hours of the most like miserable. Yeah part of my life because I, I feel sad for you. off the back.
1: And that's a big bummer, but when you're like, I have some inner ear issues, I know, it just right? sounds like I you're know. like a nerdy kid trying to I get out of class.
2: I am. I, whenever, I go on, whenever we go on a cruise, because you know I love a cruise. You love a cruise. I got to put that little patch on the back of my ear because otherwise I get these Oh, yeah. So i have to take a patch to get to the moon is what <laughs> we're saying.
1: I bet that you could do that. Because I feel
2: like there would be some inner ear stuff there, right? Like getting to the moon. Um, You'd be yes. Really like, like
1: exploding your inner ears. You know well, how fast you go? I mean, Mean, how does that happen? Do you have to chew gum? I have no it's idea. Like, it's like going
2: on the airplane, you yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: just, I have no desire. It is too stressful for me. I don't want to see it.
2: <laughs> it's just the airplane. Yeah.
1: Fasten your seatbelts. We have some yeah, turbulence We're riding on
2: up. The, the planet Moon.
1: Boy, isn't that funny? Planet though? Moon.
2: It's not a moon. I mean, Jerry a
1: Seinfeld pl- does a bit about um pilots on airplanes and how they feel the need to tell you about just like how their job is going and no one else needs to do that. You know, they're like, well. We're going to just cruise around the Ozarks and then we're going to make our way south. You know, they just like oh, chat sure. for giving, so yeah. long and like no one. If you
2: look out the left side of the plane, you'll see the beautiful <laughs> Grand Canyon. I know,
1: it is So funny. And the speakers on planes are always so loud and if you're sitting under them it hurts your ears also, and if you're traveling you with an infant... You can never
2: understand them. because no. Because like... Right? Like half the time you're like I'm trying to hear I can't hear because then you've got the roar of the engine. And then
1: if he says we're gonna be encountering some turbulence and then there is actual turbulence all I'm doing is looking at the flight attendants to see if they have a flash of if they're fear on their face. Yeah. If there's like a flash of panic then I'm nervous if there isn't a flash Flash of panic, then let's continue.
2: Um, speaking of a flash of panic, I don't want to worry you, but if you want to live a long and healthy life, you might have to put the stake down. Shut no, up.
1: Oh, jerks. <gasps> Go tell your paleo buddies this. Yeah. You and your paleo buddies at your CrossFit, your paleo buddies.
2: Exactly. Well, they're not gonna be buddies for a while. Uh, we'll tell you why when we come back, right here on My Talk 1071.
1: Science uh helps
2: you get smarter. Unfortunately, today's science is going to probably make you sad, especially if you like a big, juicy steak. Oh,
1: I do. Mm. I just ordered a quarter of a cow.
2: Oh my God, I want to know more, but if you're just joining us, Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 107.1, Uh, I am joined today by Elizabeth Reese, who's in for Colleen, and uh, we've got Ryan behind the board. Thank you. Oh, it's so nice Mm. to be
1: with you, Bradley. You're going to have
2: to eat that meat soon, uh, because it turns out if you want to live a long and uh, healthy life, you might just want to be a vegetarian. Oh gosh, this is
1: such garbage. Why? Because...
2: So, it turns out, going vegetarian... I was a vegetarian for four years. Oh, are you really? Yeah, I was. It can slash the risk of heart failure by
1: 42%. I can confirm that my heart did not fail when I was a vegetarian.
2: Okay, well, I've been alive for 42 years, and uh, I'm still alive, and I eat a lot of meat. Yeah. So... Let's just hope my heart doesn't fail either. But this is, you know, one of those we constantly go back and forth like being a vegetarian Mm -hmm. is good. But then we've had stories that are like being a vegetarian is not good because you're missing out on X, Y and Z. The The B
1: vitamins are the real situation. So they say being a vegetarian is good. For your heart. But I think we're just eating the wrong meat. This is my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with vegetarian. I think it has to do with we're eating meat that hasn't been raised the way that we should be eating it.
2: Well, and here's the tell. Yeah. Quote, those who swapped, listen for it, processed meats and fatty foods for a more plant-based diet are 42% less likely to develop heart failure. Well, yeah. So according to scientists at the ICANN, School of Medicine. I can school of medicine I can school. or icon. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that a diet which includes whole grains, fish, beans, and dark leafy green plants leads to a heart healthy lifestyle. So again, what they're really saying is lean meats and lots of vegetables. So technically that's not vegetarian, right? No, yeah. No. Cuz fish. I hate how fish always gets ex- ex- excluded. Like, oh, no, yeah. it's okay, I'm I'm just not a fish. fish. Don't you think yeah. fish yeah, feel boy, bad?
1: I think they feel <laughs> really bad. Then you're not a vegetarian if you eat fish, you are a pescatarian. Yeah. Did you know that? I like
0: that word. Episcopalian.
2: You are no. an
1: episcopalian pescatarian. Can you imagine the parties that those oh, people have? <laughs> uh,
2: they said that also um uh foods such as eggs fried food offal which would be parts
1: yep like heart Guts. liver
2: all that stuff alcohol and salads were not associated with a decreased risk for heart failure okay what so that means you shouldn't be eating
1: salad? I think you should always eat salad. My tummy what? hurts when I eat fried food too much. I, it is really, it, it's like a side effect of getting older. Yeah. I what? could just like crush fried food and be fine. Now, like I eat tater tots at Blue Door Pub and my tummy hurts. Oh, I so I just I eat burger. I don't the have burger. that problem. Mm, no.
2: <laughs> my heart hurts if I don't eat tater tots. Um, in fact, now and you said Blue Door Pub. I uh, just want to eat a Blue Door Pub burger. I know, so. a Juicy Lucy, uh, so good.
1: Oh, All right, whatever, fine. I just think that we're eating the wrong kind of meat. And if you um, if you eat like good meat, it's probably great.
2: Yeah. And if you just eat, here's the thing that I've found, you guys, just eat less, (laughs) like maybe just a little bit. less. You know, it's Mm -hmm. interesting
1: that you bring that up, though, Bradley, because, you know, the only diet, the only like type of diet like paleo, Weight Watchers, I mean, all these different things. The only diet that is proven to extend your life is a calorie restricted diet. It is the only diet that there is scientific research that shows that you can live longer if you restrict Restrict your your calories. calories. Does that mean
2: restricting your calories each day or like, like, so you only eat during certain times or is it like you just stay under a thousand calories? I think you stay under, I mean,
1: like it's not, it's, it's not, I don't think it's under a thousand, but I think it's like like around like 1200 to 1500 though, like, I mean, Yeah. So
2: basically never having, like, um, anything good. No, you can have pizza all day and lose weight, but as long as you stay under that number. Yeah, that means you're going to eat, like, two pieces of pizza the whole day. Well, Sorry, if you want pizza and live forever. Oh, I can't do that. There
1: was a new um, study that came out in 2012 that said, that's not new, by the way, but that said that it won't make you live longer. Okay, so whatever. But I'm telling you, I've seen other studies that say that calorie-restricted diets are the only ones that show you that you can be just, live you know,
2: I always think eat a little bit of everything. You'll be fine. Something's going to get you.
1: Yeah. But <sighs> you know, there are some things that we just shouldn't eat. Like I, and I eat them. I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups. Like mm. it's just not ever going to be good for you. No, it's just not going to be a good thing for you.
2: Yeah. But you know, it makes my heart feel good. Yeah. But it's also it killing out. your heart. Yeah. I'm fine with that <laughs> for now. Just because, you know, the world is really heavy, Elizabeth. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news at all <laughs> I lately. I've been, thank you so Bradley. We all cope.
1: And how do we cope? Hard drugs or Reese's peanut butter cups?
2: Now, I feel like, <laughs> did you have science or is this? Uh, These are
1: all yours or Ryan's. I have
2: science. Okay, so again, yeah. I apologize. And I just again, want to make sure science.
1: You know, for you passive aggressively calling out the lack of preparation on my part <laughs> no, this broadcast. I swear
2: to God, I'm not. I, keep prepared. I swear, You brought you, Elizabeth, and that's all you needed to do. <laughs>
1: I did um, fill an entire column of ideas.
2: No, you did in our little and, prep room, and uh, we're very grateful for them. But, oh, but I, Ryan has more science. Ryan yeah. wanted to tell us about blowing your nose. I do, I do. You are blowing your nose wrong.
1: How are we doing this
2: wrong? Why? Because
1: ah!
2: <laughs> science says we're blowing our nose wrong.
1: This is my favorite segment that you guys do, by the way. I have to listen to it. Yeah.
0: Well, you're blowing your nose wrong because you're stuffing your sinuses full. Of bacteria Ew. from your
1: mucus. What, Foul. How?
0: If the this you, when you blow your nose, it creates so much pressure in there that uh, you, the mucus gets into your sinuses. Oh my
1: god! That which oh. may
0: contain viruses or bacteria. So what
1: should you be doing? Like neti potting it?
0: Well, well, I, I want to know. How do you guys blow your nose?
1: I just use a, and tissue, a tissue and I And that's, a, and that's I it. I didn't
0: know we had options.
1: Yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm not like an aggressive nose blower. And there are some people who are really, really aggressive.
2: I get aggressive in the shower.
1: Sick. Don't Gosh. you?
2: You know, like when you've got a head cold, I just like to be in the shower until I can get all of that out. Oh, yeah,
1: gosh, men are disgusting. It just goes it's down true, the drain.
2: Men do everything in the shower. Oh,
1: you guys, are <laughs> and I do so
2: mean everything.
0: Gross,
2: but it's true. <laughs> Yuck. So uh,
0: the the mucus full of viruses and bacteria could get into your sinuses, trigger an infection. And uh, so what you need to do, what you need to do, is close one nostril at a time and lightly, lightly blow, farmer blow through Sick. each one. Anti-inflammatories may help reduce the swelling and open a passage for the mucus to flow out. And lightly I, blow. I think I've done that. Lightly blow. I think I have done that uh, just instinctively. Like I usually have one nostril that acts up, and then I just go through
2: that one. And then just to be sure, uh, I get the other one.
1: And you should do this into a tissue, guys. <laughs> yeah, preferably, not like sure. onto the street. You disgusting pigs. Uh, when I
2: used to run on a regular basis, I would farmer blow constantly. Uh. <gasps> Because I, I would get that buildup of like moisture. I've never successfully done one. Now, I've always the worst. To. You're that
1: guy. I on the will street. tell
2: you though, you have to be very careful because I was running around Lake Calhoun once, <laughs> this is so and gross. I turned oh, no. to Farmer Blow, Ew. and I did it. And there's a woman running right by me, <laughs> oh, and the look oh. she gave me was, "You are the most disgusting human being." Yeah, and she was, was right. She was right. She
1: was right. <laughs> That's so gross. Absolute disgust. Men are so gross.
2: See, are we gross, or are we just do we just embrace?
1: No, you're gross. Our animal nature. No, I think it's gross. It's just gross. It's
0: gross. See, I have a, ph- a, ph- a phobia of blowing into cloth. It's got to be a tissue. <laughs> like you're actually afraid of it. <laughs> I just because who else has done it? And I just feel weird doing it. It's like think about your grandpa. Are I know handkerchief. Like they keep them in your pocket, and they just blow. It's a piece of cloth. I know. And and I don't want to mix in the laundry or anything. I it's...
1: appreciate like the earth friendly nature that a handkerchief is, but boy. Oh. It It is gross. It's pretty
0: nasty. How many trees are in one box of Kleenex?
1: If everybody uses a box, then we end up with a lot of trees.
2: True. (laughs) But
1: we don't have disgusting handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs are gross.
2: So uh, what I've learned on this particular (laughs) segment is that uh, I'm disgusted. Mm -hmm. And... But so so really your takeaway here Ryan mm-hmm. is that you should uh farmer blow but basically but no. into a tissue and not uh around yeah. Lake Calhoun on women. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <preferably. You> know, <laughs> that
0: is not the approach. You could end up worse it's off. It's the closest I've ever come to assaulting a woman. <laughs> well, I'm happy it did not happen that way. So yeah, Elizabeth, That's... I you, 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 this is the little tips and tricks. For you. Oh, remember
1: when I said this is my favorite segment, and then this turned into my and then least you're favorite like, segment. Um, that's disgusting. It's like when you meet
0: uh, your celebrity
2: and your favorite celebrity, and they turn out to be a, a d bag. Yeah. <laughs> a do you even ca- do either of you carry around Kleenex? Always. No. Do you really? Yeah. That's such a mom thing. Well,
1: it is a mom thing, and um, I now I carry around baby wipes, and it's been so useful. Like oh, you, bet. even if you don't have a baby. You should yeah. be carrying around some baby wipes. I'm a
2: mild germaphobe when it comes to certain things, and I would love. That's why I wish men could carry purses, and I know they can. And blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, you but, can carry a man purse. But I'm never carrying a purse because I would lose it. And long story mm-hmm. short, I'm just not gonna. But you carry I, a lunch bag. It's true, but that's um, a lunch.
1: Put <laughs> that's some true. baby wipes in your lunch bag. Yeah, oh. I guess I could. <laughs>
2: Or I have one of those little hand sanitizer things. Yeah. That you can wow. clip on your belt or Yeah,
1: but don't use the ones with triclosan. That's getting banned. Oh you for know? heaven's yeah. sake. Why? You don't because Minnesota Minnesota says heck no. It's it's unnecessary. It doesn't kill germs any better and it can lead to um D- disease, resistant. disease resistant bacteria yeah Yeesh. so get rid of it you won't even be able to buy it here in the great state of minnesota here soon okay
2: so we're gonna change the topic from boogers oh to thank god babes Ooh, <laughs> mama. people's sexiest man alive who will it be who should it be we're discussing and hopefully finding out soon but we'll talk about it when we come back right here on my talk 1071.